This is Scott Vanderplue, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 27. Thank you for joining me once again for all things AE as we take the written word from the Artist Edition Index and bring it to life on this monthly podcast. Everything we talk about can be found in, well, not, I was going to say in print, but not in print, in uh, online at aeindex.org. You can also follow us on social media at facebook.com slash Artist Edition Index or Twitter at aeindex. I'm also at Google Plus, but it's some crazy name, and they're shutting Google Plus down, so I wouldn't get attached to that. Um, we're going to look at our usual things this month. Let's start with the focus of the show today, and that is it's the 31st, and it's been a flurry of activity for the voting for the 2018 Scott Dunbeer uh, Awards. Looking at uh, everything AE format published in 2018 and voting on your picks. There are several categories and we've had some good support most notably from Scott Dunbeer himself on social media promoting people to come and vote. Uh, we've also seen some support from Wayne Allen Herald and, P- and on the P. Craig Russell website and somebody else. I forget who. One of the other publishers as well. But uh, next year I'm, I'm going to got to be a little more organized and release press releases to everywhere and anywhere announcing the awards and let's get that going at this point the awards are my highest hits for of the year and it's right at the beginning it's a good time to build momentum and roll it forward so it's um, how to capitalize on that that's definitely the next step uh, voting ends today so if you haven't done it please come on online at aindex.org, you'll find it uh, a little bit down, and uh, cast your votes. I'll be discussing, well, we'll post the winners tomorrow, and then I'll be discussing on a next month's podcast, but you got to wait a whole 28 days for that. All right, let's take a look at shipping changes as we roll into our normal features here. Uh, two shipping changes this month, actually. Um, Berkeley Breathes Bloom County Artist Edition. It's still scheduled for February 6th, but I changed it to to be determined because uh, I checked on Diamond and uh, there's none in stock. So if they don't have it in stock by now, it's not going to ship out next week. So expect a new date there. As well, Sandman Overture J.H. Williams III Gallery Edition finally has a ship date. It's just sat at N.A. uh, since its announcement last month, which is surprising. But today they change it to May 29th. So now on the upcoming books on the A index, we've got uh, Berkeley Breathes, Bloom County Artist Edition, which I just said, to be determined. We've got Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume 2 Artist Edition, slated for March 27th. Also on that day is the the Abyss uh, Artisan Edition. That date has changed a few times too. Uh, then we got P. Craig Russell's The Selfish Giant and other stories, fine art edition, scheduled for, I'm put down the end of May because that's still the, uh, that's the crowdfunding version. We've got Best of Amparella Magazine Art Edition, which is, who knows if that's really going to happen. That's a, 
that's been moved so many times it's two years late now and then we have frank thorns gita and erotic treasury archival edition volume two i've got that down for the end of august because that finished its kickstarter and was funded so um, that's going to come out in as well they're going to be releasing that normal version through diamond uh, the Kickstarter was an exclusive. Uh, if you wanted the signed version, it's only going to be available through the Kickstarter or on the Hermes Press website. So uh, I don't know what the point of that was. But at least we'll see Volume 2. Hopefully they can do a better job there. All right. I was thinking uh, with the upcoming books, just because the number of uh, AE format books has drastically reduced, that I may start listing books of the the same caliber genre um, format like an artisan edition where it's not an AE it's not printed original size but it's you know close enough that people of the who follow the site may be interested in its releases I just thought maybe I'll add a few more of these things in there uh, just to increase the uh, the upcoming books and to broaden the scope and the reason I say that is because um if we talk about April's 2019 solicitations, there weren't any. So the new previous has come out, and there weren't any solicitations. Um, the last IDW solicitation was in August of last year, and that was for the Berkeley Breeds uh, Bloom County Artist Edition. So there's been a just a big absence of IDW. Um, this is great to see a re-solicit of this um, from Graffiti Designs with the Sandman Overture. And then we've got the smaller players here. Dynamite has been on a holding pattern with this Vampirella book, but thankfully we got the Walt Simons of Battlestar Galactica last year. But we're seeing maybe one, two from publishers, and IDW was the leader, but now it's really dropped so much that I'm not sure what's happening or what we can expect there. So I think uh, one other books of this format come up I'm going to add it to the upcoming list upcoming section there we'll see um, alright you know moving on December 2018 sales numbers there weren't any because there were no AE format books released in December of 2018 uh, the last AE format book that was released if we look at the uh, we look at the chart on ye old AE index master list we'll sort uh, by release order and we saw p craig russell's salome and other stories final edition on november 14th and then we saw jim lee dc legends artifact edition on january 2nd of this year now i did review that this month and we'll be discussing that later in this podcast so as you see there's a real dearth of material there something we gotta look and this month uh speaking of that i, I reviewed the uh, dc legends uh, Jim Lee Artifact Edition there and I also reviewed two portfolios and the reason I think we've talked about portfolios before I wasn't really interested and then just picking them up here and there um, so there's two we'll be discussing two portfolio reviews later in this podcast as well but I would like to discuss a letter so after last month's podcast I talked about what uh, hadn't that I'd been buying these portfolios they had all been used I hadn't ordered any from uh, new and uh, I didn't know if how they came mine most of mine came in these mylar bags but I wasn't sure if that was the norm and now I'm sc desperately scrolling through my emails here to find this that I had up 
And a nice reader wrote in to me and said, oh, David J. I'm trying not to use last names because I didn't ask permission for so to mention people's names on the podcast. So I'll stick with, uh, I'll stick with first name and initial. So Dave or David J. He said, hi, funny thing is I was unpacking my latest shipment of comics, including a Michael Golden G.I. Joe portfolio, and it came in a Mylar bag. I've asked my supplier and got confirmation that all of them are in such a bag. And interestingly, after I received that, um, I also placed an order with my local comic shop for the uh, our, um, IDW Artist Edition portfolios I was missing. So that was there was three I didn't have, and I ordered those. They all came in, and yes, they're all in Mylar bag, so... That is how the IDW portfolio should ship. So that is nice to know. Appreciated. Let's let's look at out-of-print sales from the month of uh, December. Because this is the January podcast, we look at the previous months. So uh, I also posted on the forum, uh, which you can get the link that uh, runs along the top of the website. That uh, any book that's listed as back ordered now on Diamond, I'm going to put on this on my out of print list because out of print is not, even though I call it the out of print, it's just what's not available from Diamond. And f- more and more now, if a book is listed as back ordered, it never comes in. Um, that just seems to be the way. So if that happens, I'm just going to start adding to this list and let people know what's available. And try and follow more things on eBay. eBay keeps running, you know, eBay runs a lot of sales. Um, there's been a couple 20% off sales that I bought stuff recently. Uh, right now, there's a there's a $5 off any purchase over 501 or more. So, the sales are there. Shipping is prohibitive if, you're live, if you live outside the U.S., it's true. But if you can catch a deal, it makes it worthwhile. Let's look at those sales numbers. Bernie writes an artifact edition. Two copies sold, an average of $142.25. So significantly above cover price there. And we do have a new printing coming uh, down the pipe. But uh, if you're anxious to get that, jump on that. Dave Stevens, the Rocketeer Artist Edition. One copy sold, $180. Nice to see that book getting the attention it deserves. David Mazzicelli's Daredevil Born Again Artist Edition. Two copies sold for an average of $230.64. So there's a bump there and another book. That uh, long out of print and uh, just right up there with uh, top five for sure. Gene Colon's Tomb of Dracula Artist Edition. One copy sold, 103.50. Um, good deal there. And another book that uh, has come and gone. Gil Kane's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition. Two copies sold for an average of 90. This book consistently sells under 100. It is out of print and does seem to get a lot of traction on eBay. One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, the world's greatest artist edition, sold for $135. So there's another, there's a nice bargain undercover. Jim Stratton's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition, two copies sold, $132.50. Four copies of John Byrne's Fantastic Four Artist Edition sold for $97.50 average. So I think that sold cost $75. I think the MSRP on that was $100. So there's a deal there. John Burns X-Men Artifact Edition, four copies sold, 135.62 average. Bit of a premium, but a man, that's that's a just a, I'd say that was the most popular book of 2018. John Burn John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Edition. Two copies sold, average of 148.25. 
Marvel Covers Artist Edition, first print. Two copies sold, average of 107.50. So I think that's actually less than what the currently available second print is going for. P. Craig Russell's Strange Dreams Artist Edition. That was a surprise sellout. I think it was a fairly low print run from IDW. Um, one copy of that sold, 124.99. Sergio Aragonas grew the Wanderer Artist Edition. One copy sold for 149.99. Spawn Vault Edition, two copies sold for an average price of 137.50. So that's quite a bit down from the 175 cover price on that book. Uh, they seem to be consistently eBay seller too. Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition, two copies sold, an average of 57.48. Now there's a book that was on clearance a couple years ago, and it just uh, it just sat on eBay constantly for about 30 bucks. So t- some time has passed, and now it looks like that price is slowly increasing as copies start to come available for sale again. Two copies of Stranko Nick Fury, Agent of Shield Artist Edition, first print, sold for an average of 112.25. So that's below the cover. And a good deal for that book. Usagi Jimbo, the artist and other stories gallery edition. One copy sold, eighty-two fifty-four. Good price. Uh, it frequently went on sale on Amazon. You may still catch it. I don't know if those are still available on Amazon. I have to check my list. Let's do that. And actually, let's let's have, let's have a look at that. I've got the uh, I've got the online pricing page. That uh, I tabulate everything that's available. Let's have a look. Do do do. Star Usagi. Yeah. Oh wow. It's really gone up. Uh, let's see. What did I say? That was uh, that was the artist and other stories artist edition. Currently, it is available on Amazon. Full pop cover, one twenty-five U.S. or one seventy seventy-two Canadian. Yikes. So that is a man, that is a good deal. All right, one copy of Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition sold. First print, $340. That is the, the biggest price I've seen yet for that book. That's awesome. Two copies of the second print sold for an average of $176.25. Another, again, another premium. And one copy of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition sold for $8707. Bargain. Man alive, those, I think I say it every time, but those Will Eisner spirits are some of my favorite artist editions. Top five again. I'm filling up my top five quickly. Man. That's the hot uh, sales there. I don't know if I mentioned it, but uh, on the artist edition index, on the actual index page, I always had these links for defining the AE formats, online pricing, the reduced size, and portfolio index and variant covers pages. Now I've added that as a secondary menu along the top of the website so that you can always, those quick links are always available. They're in the same line as my Facebook, uh, my social media links. And then that is above the main menu. So I'm hoping to get more eyes to this. Because defining the A formats, maybe I should rename it to what is an artist edition. I don't know. I didn't want to limit it that way because I, I define every AE format and I try and use definitions from other publishers as well and then the a index proper i mean i created that sub index for reduced size books uh portfolios that kind of thing and then the variant covers have actually been a very popular page so we'll see if you get a chance for sure and you're going to buy something from amazon pop onto my online pricing page and you'll see live price comparisons um 
For now, I have the UK on there. What's interesting is I was part of the Amazon affiliate program. I am for all these things. If you use one of my links, I get a few dollars back, and I always appreciate that, and that all goes right back into keeping the site up and me buying the books. But uh, I got a notice from Amazon.co.uk saying they're, they're closing my affiliate account because there's been no purchases for one full year. So that means I applied for this program, added the Amazon.co.uk links everywhere, and uh, no one has made any purchases. I mean, the UK market is smaller. I don't blame anybody. I have added Forbidden Planet links for um, for books, and I have had two sales through that. So that's there is success there. For now, I'm keeping the I'll keep the Amazon Co UK links on there, and maybe Amazon will pick up that somebody clicked a link there and reactivate my account. I don't know. That's a whole lot of that. Now we have the three reviews of the month. Before I do that, I should make my uh, spiel that, uh, yes, the Artisan Index is wholly me, Scott Vanderpool, chief cook, bottle washer, reviewer, purchaser, website maintainer, photographer. All things are me. So I uh, keep the site going by uh, two methods. I have a Patreon where I ask people to support me by spending a dollar a month or more whatever it's up dollars the minimum and that's my only level if you want to put more than that it's greatly appreciated or if you want to buy any of the books that i have on the site if you click one of the order online links i have i will get a percentage of that as well uh, my greatest percentage comes from things from another world and then forbidden planet then ebay then amazon is my worst actually but it all helps i buy every book that's reviewed on the site. That's every AE format book. I've purchased them myself. And uh, I've not gotten a free dinner yet. I'm always hopeful. But it hasn't happened. So if you'd like to uh, support the site, there's those two methods possible. And uh, gratitude from the bottom of my heart for everybody who does. All right, let's look at those reviews. First review up of Let's Do the Book Proper for the month. Jim Lee, DC Legends Artifact Edition. This is, uh, let me give you this blurb. The Spiel. Jim Lee began his career at Marvel Comics in the mid-1980s. Rising in popularity at a rapid pace, he soon took over the company's flagship title and made it his own, the X-Men. In the 90s, Lee formed his own company, Wildstorm Productions, which was later bought by DC Comics, allowing the artist the opportunity to draw the adventures of some of comics' oldest and most iconic superheroes, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, to name a few. This artifact edition will focus on the last 25 years of Jim Lee's storied career, showcasing his rendition of the Dark Knight Detective as well as the last son of Krypton, all the while placing his unique stamp on each character. Additionally, there will be examples of Wildcats and other pre-DC work. So I find it interesting that they mention the X-Men in this, but of course it's only his DC work, so what was the point of that? Anyways, release date of January 2nd, 2019. 12 by 17 inches, 140 pages, 125 US cover price. There it is. Um, this is a nice looking book. We've got, again, we've got a design by Serbco, exclamation point. I don't know if that's a Serban Christescu. I assume it is. Uh, why he switched to that, I don't quite understand, because I've done online searching, and Serbco is a pipe manufacturer in Serbia. Uh, otherwise, I don't see any online presence of that, so it's a bit weird. If you're going to go out and brand yourself like that, maybe put some something online about it. 
but uh, man, the design is—it's it, slick. There's uh, there's this ready burgundy um, of the image blow-ups, the end pages, and uh, really crisp images, and then the, a lot of black and gold used. It's it's very nice interior design. It doesn't. There's nothing from the cover that actually carries forward into the interior design. So that's a bit of a weird choice. But uh, I don't know if uh, anybody who looked at this earlier, the the preliminary cover said Jim Lee's DC Legends, but we knew that wasn't going to stay because uh, none of the uh, DC artist editions have uh, the apostrophe S indicating ownership. Never got an answer for that, but I think that's pretty sure that's what the issue was. And then we have the pages, so many pages, and it's funny. I did a, I was, I did a count, and the, I said there's 129 pages of art. And there's 49 covers, two pinups, one poster, one print, 75 interior pages, most of which are splash or half splashes. Jim Lee, to a certain extent, does the single image, you know, poster pose very well. And that is what we see over and over again in this book. Just a focus of his work. It really, I think most people today are Jim Lee fans. And this book really highlights it. Um, how his, how he puts out this sort of poster pose quality. A lot of, uh, you know, the same sort of thing I think with Alex Ross. Where you do so many covers and these not a static image but a, a representational image that you sort of get known for it and even though there are interior pages uh they're sort of few and far between in the book and they're great I, I i do enjoy jim lee a lot but it's funny how much this more than any artist edition i've seen could be a poster book and uh, that's not a bad thing it's really well done the uh the design is different like so the uh We've got some new things going on. A, f a photo page uh, for the biography with different text design. Uh, Serbko's, you know, he's not uh, he's not breaking all the boundaries, but he's he's pushing them hard. And we're getting a we're getting a really nice presentation package. And uh, the art, uh, well, it's Jim Lee. It's awesome. You know, you just want to sit there and flip through it. It's interesting to see that look. You look at the Batman pages, and you see that uh, how he's this sort of how his face for Batman changes or how he's de developed it over the course of time. I was surprised that uh, this sort of the randomness of the pages that were available and uh, some of this art is newer and what happened is he does he has he does he sell it all that quickly that they're not even able to get a whole issue together or surely his dealer which I think is still Albert Moy does is he not scanning whole issues? Like, is that not, not an option? I don't know. Anyways, pop on the website. Take a look at the, take a look at the images. Quite a book. Then we have two portfolios this month. Let's, I might as well start with the first portfolio I did. And that was uh, Cerebus Archive number one. Now, this is a portfolio I never planned on buying. I know Cerebus, these Cerebus Archive portfolios came out. I just wasn't interested in and then I was at a Boxing Day sale. Um, for those of you who aren't Canadian, that's the day after Christmas. And traditionally, it's Canada's uh, sale date. Um, it's being surpassed now by Black Friday, even though that's an American 
settled date. It seems to have moved north of the border and taken over Canada as well. So they, when I was doing my shopping online and in person, um, Boxing Day sales were not beating Black Friday sales. So I'll know from now on that uh, to take advantage of things on Black Friday. But I have an annual tradition of going to Toronto on Boxing Day and looking at the comic shops and seeing what's available. It's greatly reduced this year. So, anyways, I got this. I got this for a song. I think I paid. I got it for twenty-five Canadian. So nice deal. And what did I get with that? I got eleven plates. From the uh, service archives, and that's that's uh, ten images, and then one text plate where basically Dave Sim talks about just any thoughts he has or memories on the pages. These are the ten earliest pages in the service archive, and this the service archive was started as a an online fundraiser. It was a Kickstarter, and uh, so you got signed, stamped versions of the plates in that, and uh, then it was released by Diamond, and this is the copy I have, and they're not signed. It's just a standard portfolio. So. Yeah, they're very nice presentation. The skin quality is awesome. They're very nice, heavy paper stock. My only complaint is that it's glossy. I actually, uh, I did the photos repeatedly for this review, and uh, I just finally sort of, I think I mostly got what I was looking for um, for the quality of the images I took. I still, I see a bit of uh, glare, actually, in one of the images. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Comes in a cardboard case. Uh, it's interesting that the Cerebus Archive name has been used twice. Um, it's also used for, a, it was used for a, like a trade collection or some sort of collection. So if you're looking online for this thing, uh, as well, it's uh, in, in the, uh, on the, on the portfolio, it says Aardvark Vanaheim Inc. Artist Edition. So they were shooting for the Artist Edition Cerebus Archive. I don't know why they didn't call it the Cerebus Archive Artist Edition then. But uh, you don't see that name appear if you look online for this thing. Actually, in the blurb, which I'm sorry, I skipped over. The Aardvark Venaheim Artist Editions. There you go. Begin here with the ten earliest pieces in the service archive. Six of them published and four of them never before seen. Pages three through five of the unpublished passage story. Reproduced full-size and crystal-clear state-of-the-art digital reproductions on glossy cardstock. Cerebus Archive Artist Editions are the closest you get to owning the actual Cerebus original artwork that regularly sells for hundreds and hundreds of dollars from the award-winning 300-issue series. So, there you go. If you're a Cerebus fan, you may want to pick these up. Last review, last of what I did uh, this week, was the Gabriel Rodriguez's Lock and Key Artist Edition Portfolio. This was released in 2014. There's been two portfolios. The second portfolio is the covers portfolio, but this one is just a mix of stuff. Let me read you the blurb. From the people who bring you the Eisner Award-winning Artist Edition series comes the next Artist Edition portfolio. Twelve reproductions of covers and interior pages from the just-concluded Lock and Key by the series artist co-creator Gabriel Rodriguez. And remember, this is a premium portfolio, like the Neil Adams, Truicle, and Bernie Wrights and McMonster portfolios before it. It matches the exact quality of all previous Artist Editions. So we got uh, IDW Publishing, May 7th, 2014, 10, 12 plates, 10 by 15, uh, 39.99 US for this. So the prices for these portfolios really seem to flip-flop. I'm not, they're really not a lot of consistency. 
Um, yeah, a couple interesting things about this. The uh, We got designed by Robbie Robbins. Uh, base, it says based on the design by Randall Dalk. So what that means is they followed the exact same formula of the, uh, the three colors used that run along the bottom portfolio, the circles, which are a different color, and then the actual color portfolio. So very, very following Dalk's formula, but I guess Robbie Robbins picked different colors for this portfolio, so that's hence his credits. And then interestingly, the editor, it says edited by Chris Ryle, so no Scott Dunbeer, uh mention on this at all and that's a that's a first for uh and, and our, it may be the only uh artist edition ae item from idw that doesn't have his name on it at all these are a mix of covers and interior pages some of them have uh gabriel rodriguez looks like he prints his own art paper and some of them have some information like page number date project some of them don't. Um, some are... It looks like he uses blue pencil to start everything, but um, one piece is not. It's all just regular graphite. Uh, two, what looks like covers, are both blue pencil completely. Then we have some eight. We have pencil and inked covers and interior pages. And then we have two double-page spreads. So of, of, the, of the 12, four plates are two double-page spreads, which are pretty awesome. I've sort of kept to a formula of how I photograph them, and that's uh, two side by side. So I did that with the uh, the double page spreads. Looks great. And then, of course, on the back of the plates, it says uh, this is not a page of original art, which is always makes me chuckle. I'm not sure. I guess uh, maybe you could sell this on eBay, and people would think that's original art. I don't know. Of course, you'd have to never be able to... I guess if they didn't print that on the back, maybe... Excuse me. Maybe they really could believe that's or not or this is original art. It's that close to the originals. Again, that's the, you know, matte paper. Uh, thick stock. Really nice presentation as far as the... The, the, the heavy cardboard uh, portfolio, or the heavy cardboard folio, I guess it is, that keeps the plates... Is, uh, is a great design, and I'm so glad they stuck with it. And it's all a bit of bittersweet that uh, I'm late to the party on these uh, portfolios. But, uh, and that uh, that Toth portfolio was canceled. What are you going to do? And that's the reviews I did for this month. That's sort of what I have for this month. I'm actually uh, at my 30 minutes, which I'd like to keep this to. I should would like to mention that uh, I am redoing the photos for the site. I have an area where I take photos. Um, I try and it's it's um, the overhead lighting's pretty good. It's a, it's an enclosed space, so I don't get a lot of glare. But um, I'm not happy with the a lot of the photos that have a bit of a. I think it's from the fluorescent bulbs. There's a almost a bit of a brownish yellowish tint to them so i've been using i think i mentioned this previously because you know when you do the monthly podcast i find a month is long enough to forget what i talked about last time maybe i need show notes a little bit more accurately or at least produce show notes so that i know what i talked about last month and i can read them beforehand anyway so i'm using gimp as my photo editor because it's open source and there is an auto white balance that really cleans the pages up, uh, adds this adds a, a 
adds a, sh a sharpness to my photos that I'm, I'm really happy with. So I think I'm about halfway through. Uh, I've been, I watch the site. I see what's popular, what's getting the hits, and I make sure those are done, redone. Um, starting about last quarter of 2018, I had, I had been using this process, so it's only things before that. All right, well, thank you for joining me for this look at all things uh, AE. Scott Vanderplug, you can f please go on to the website, aeindex.org, and uh, follow us uh, in uh, text. And also, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash index, Twitter at aeindex, and that's about the socials that I'm available on. You can always email me, Scott, at aeindex.org. I try and answer that day within the hour i've had some weird email issues lately with uh with my one computer where i will compose in the i will i will compose the email i will click send it looks like it's gone but then when i look at it later it hasn't sent i just uh, i replied to an email this morning at eight o'clock and i just look now and it's 12 hours later no it's still sitting there as a draft so it's i sent it again and it just sent so uh sorry about that not responded uh, I'd like to uh, answer any questions. I'd like to keep the uh, discussion going with this format. So please stick with me. Uh, every month I think to myself, should I keep the podcast going? I just read a, I read a comment. Somebody, uh, somebody was talked talked about the site and then the, <laughs> the, uh, the podcast. And they said they, uh, they like to listen to it with a drink on Friday. And that's it's something like it's, very dry or sufficiently dry and uh, I realize it's just me monotoning into a microphone so I appreciate any listener that comes on and puts up with it thanks and uh, have a good month